that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? Hi, y'all making this evening. Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass with Brandon LaBeouf, who is the owner-operator and chief cook and bottle washer at the St. Bernard Indoor Shooting Range and NOLA Tech. And what we're going to talk about today is, uh, okay, it's kind of piggybacking on my interview with Joe Lapinto about carrying a, a concealer, about toting a shooting arm. And uh, what kind of shooting iron should you be toting if you should be toting it? And what to do with that shooting iron when you decide to tote it? So that's what we're talking about. Brandon LaBeouf here on the Spudcast right after this. Does the sound of thunder strike fear in your home? There's only one sure way to fix a flooding problem. Home team elevation. End the worry. Stop insurance rate hikes. Get your flooding problem fixed now with the home team advantage. Experienced, hands-on, local owners. You want design choices? On the home team, you're the MVP. So don't wait. Elevate with home team elevation because the flood stops here. Get your free quote at 3011222. or go to hometeamelevation.com. Getting older and feeling your age? The sad truth is, guys, you don't have to be getting up in age to lose that pep in your step. Sometimes you just need a little kickstart to get the juices flowing. So don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic. At the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic, Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you and send you to the gym. The proper testing and diagnosis will put you on the path to being your old self again. Or better yet, your new self again. Go to the Mope Clinic. MopeClinic.com. M-O-P-E Clinic.com to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you're you. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with attorney Mike Brandner, the guy Gambit readers have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make a number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brandner does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brandner. 345-1111. Okay, so uh, we're talking to uh, Brandon LaBeouf, and Brandon is, uh, are you the owner-operator of the uh, St. Bernard Indoor Shooting Range and all the rest of that cool stuff that you do? I sure am. Well, how'd you get into this gig? Well, um, the morning after I graduated high school, I went to Marine Corps boot camp, so I've kind of always been kind of a gun guy. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean you didn't get on some cruise and go down to the islands and chase grass skirts and things like that? I mean, you went straight into the core? Dude, you are dedicated. Graduated at 7.30 at night and was on a plane at 6.30 the next morning. Man. Okay. Well, God bless you and thanks for your service. You bet. No, I did that for 11 years. I've been a cop for the last 25 years. So I've kind of always been in one way, shape, or form associated with guns. It's just something I grew up with doing and kind of stuck with me. That's cool. But so you know a lot about them, and it's like you know a lot about weapons and a lot about a different kinds of guns. That you know, they all have their own specific purposes, and that's why they're designed that way. Absolutely, you could you could say they're like tools, or some some sometimes I say they're like shoes. You know, each you know tennis shoes, dress shoes, black dress shoes, brown dress shoes, cleats. I mean, they're all shoes, but they they have their areas they excel in. Yeah, I was watching that old movie with uh, Alan Ladd last night, Shane. Which is an excellent novel, too, by the way, that they made it from. But, uh, you know, uh, and he just spaces it out. He says a tool, a gun is like a tool, 
like a shovel or a hammer or whatever. It's no good or bad, and it's only as good or bad as the person that's using it. So guns don't have consciousness. I mean, a gun is neither good nor bad. It's the it's the heart of the person that that wields it. The same the same tool that's used to save a life uh, righteously and morally and ethically is the same tool that's used to take it immorally and unethically. It's it's the person that matters. Well, as we're talking, there was a shooting in uh, in Knoxville. Uh, yep. You know, so I mean, that's an, that's another one. And right now, President Biden is talking about, okay, well, he is going to do executive orders to do away with a lot of weapons. And we got the same arguments from people about, you don't need a, a 308 to go shoot deer. I'm going, actually, a 308 is a good good rifle to go shoot hogs and deer. I mean, it's a it's a good, accurate weapon. But uh, so it's like you just made a point. It's, it's the moral uh, turpitude or whatever of the person who's actually carrying the weapon. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been hurting each other before guns were invented. We've been beating each other to death with rocks and sticks. And, you know, if, if you could push a button right now and make every firearm on the face of the planet instantaneously vaporize, there would be no drop in murders. There would just be different tools used. Well, that, that could be debated. I'm not going to debate it with you. I agree with you. But some I know a lot of people that would debate it with you. But the problem is, too is that it's like they call it Mr. Colt made uh, made everybody equal. There's a lot of people out there who maybe don't have the physical strength to pick up a club, but they can pull a trigger because that's what, six, seven pounds, you know? All you got to do is deal with the yep. recoil. So that's that's the argument that a lot of people who are in favor of massive amount of, uh, of gun control are, or that's the argument that they're always going to use, and they're always going to point at situations like what happened today. Yeah, and that, that's you know to what I said is it's, it is when they make a comment about gun crime, gun violence, it's a misrepresentation. You're, you're identifying it by the tool. If you're going to do that, great. Let's be consistent. Let's talk about heart disease deaths. Let's talk about gun. I mean, uh, car deaths, and let's prioritize accordingly. But it's kind of a little bit of a cherry picking fallacy, and and it's just it's just a misrepresentation to place the onus and the focus and the negativity on the thing. The unique thing about guns is that it accidents aside, which statistically speaking or statistically insignificant to the issue at hand, it requires a person to choose to do a bad thing. Arguably the baddest thing you can do, murder, taking another human life. So if someone has accepted that I'm going to go kill somebody or 15 people today, logically, why would they not violate every law that's subservient to that? It's illogical to assume a person who will murder will say, well, you know, I was going to go shoot up a school today, but it's a gun-free zone, and I'm, you know, I don't want to break the law. Like, it's just illogical. Well, I mean, and one of the arguments that I had was when Gabby Giffords got shot, the congresswoman from Arizona. I think her husband just got elected to Congress. Uh, the argument that I made was the guy who who shot her, um, he was kicked out of, um, he was kicked off a of campus because of a, of a community college because he's a nut job he goes to a gun store and the gun the gun guy there going ah you give me the willies you know so i mean selling you a gun and then he goes i think to I, i'm not sure but i'll just say walmart i think he went to a walmart and he ended up buying a gun because he he didn't he didn't have a problem with the background check but the background the people in dc don't know who that guy is you know who knows who that guy is the cops in that in that uh community college the local sheriff the local police officers they know who that nut job is his you know? family 
friends, this community. That that's the problem with the mental health argument. And I don't think anybody, whether they consider themselves pro or anti-gun, would argue against the reality that we need some type of better mental health situation in this country. And you know, the argument is more of is it a cause or effect type relationship, but. The problem is that people we, – we have developed a society that not only frowns upon and dissuades but penalizes any type of subjective thought. We want everything to be binary, yes or no, black or white, one or zero, and and you know that's why we have things like um, zero tolerance. That, that, that's just an – that's a non-starter. That is a false, a false concept. There is no such thing as zero tolerance. We're not machines, you know. So the problem, though, is that at the same time, we don't allow for any margin of error. So if you have a principal of a school that says he's dealing with a bullying issue and he determines, yep, this kid's a bully, the other one's the victim. So he properly punishes the bully and not the victim. Whereas when I was a kid, when I got home, I would have got another lick of whatever I got at school. My parents would have probably came down, apologized for my behavior to the principal, and would have been embarrassed. And now they're wanting to come down and beat up the principal and sue the school when their child's the bully. So, out of a fear of retaliation, both physically and employment-wise, institutions like schools, workplaces, they confuse the concept of fairness and equality and say, "Well, we're going to treat everyone the same." Well, treating everyone the same is actually unfair. Because everyone is not the same, and just like the you, guns, right? And when you when you ask the same same logic here is well, we want these bad people to stop hurting others. So do we. But taking away the tools from the good people, you know, the analogy of the meme you'll see is you know if you want to stop drunk driving, well, go take all the cars away from the sober people. Like it's that same illogical concept that they're they're trying to employ with guns when we can look at any data set and see that it simply does not that's before you even get into the constitutional argument yeah in pure practicality it simply does not work there's more guns by a magnitude of two to three for human beings in this country yeah that's like, like a, that's like i don't know 320 million people in the country and i know there's at least six hundred and fifty thousand uh hunting permits just in like Wisconsin someplace I'm going that's that's a lot of people with weapons and you know they don't don't have a 22 Marlin you know I mean they but now let's let's go the other route now let's go the argument about uh you got a bunch of yahoos out there walking around with a with an AK strapped over their shoulder and a big beer gut and all kinds of other stuff just talking around which I mean in this state it's an open carry state we're going to talk about that in the next segment but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who aren't – you're making your argument pretty eloquent. You know, you really are because you're studied, and I can tell. But they got a bunch of yahoos out there who are, who, are making your, who are making it hard for you to make your argument because they're out there lacking, acting like, like you know, they, they just want to sit on the side of the road and shoot holes in a stop sign. You know what I mean? Well, the problem is that, again, we have developed a society that expects a 100% solution. At the end of the day, what it amounts to is, guess what, buddy? Freedom is ugly. Freedom is messy. Freedom is covered with the stickiness of blood. That's the way it works. You don't get freedom without there being loss. You can't have freedom of speech without people saying racial slurs and being bigots and being ignorant and ugly. Like you don't, it doesn't exist. 
but we want that. We, we, we've tricked ourselves to believe that we can make all the negative aspects of the things we want go away with legislation and regulation. You cannot, nor will you ever, be able to regulate morality. It is a, it's not a thing. But well, especially we try since they're taking, they're taking it out of society as much as they possibly can. Yeah, but, I mean. All right. I, you know what? I'm up against the clock. This this is fascinating. But one of the main reasons I called you up to talk about this is the concealed carry thing. I talked to you about the law. I talked to, I talked to Joe Lapinto. I, uh, I uploaded his uh, his interview last night and talking about there's a, a concealed carry, uh, possibly another law. I spoke with another uh, uh, teacher who told me that every couple of years that somebody introduces this legislation to do away with a concealed carry permit. This is an open carry state. When we come back, we're going to talk to Brandon here about, you know, number one, what size shoe fits you? And number two, what do you think about the responsibility of, of training if you're going to have a firearm? And does that responsibility become enhanced by having a concealed carry permit? But this is the Spudcast podcast. I'm talking out my ask with uh, Brandon LaBeouf of the St. Bernard Indoor Shooting Range. What's the name of it? What's all the rest of your title, man? You're, you're like a dentist. St. Bernard Indoor Shooting Center down in Araby. We got an indoor shooting range, a gun store, and then I do a lot of law enforcement and military and other training through uh, Nolotac, uh, Nolotac training. We have a veterans program that, that makes firearm instructors and a lot of veterans do their GI Bill. And we got a couple of different islands in the fire, but St. Bernard Indoor is our main main one. Cool. Well, I'm going to have to come down there and visit you because uh, Senezio Canseco got a store down there in Araby, and by God, he makes the best wings. Anyway, <laughs> back with more on the Spudcast right after this. Spud here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning at 6.30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Okay, we're back with uh, Brandon LaBeouf of the St. Bernard Indoor Shooting Range down in Araby, where you, like I said, you can stop and get some wings over at uh, Canseco's. So, okay, let's, you made an interesting comment about the shoes. That really was. Cleats and tennis shoes and boot scooting boogie boots and all the rest of that. They're all still shoes, but they all have a different purpose. Um, a lot of people are interested in, in, in doing a carry permit type of thing, 
then they're going to go out and get themselves a Glock, a fancy Glock, or you know something like that. Or me, I'm I, you know I don't have a Glock. I, I got a I got a big Sturm Ruger 357 and a couple of 22 pistols and a couple of shotguns. And while I'd like to have a 308, I still got kids in college. First <laughs> off, if I mean. If somebody comes into your store and they say, I want to buy a gun, I never bought one before, what, what's the first thing you tell them? Well, first of all, we don't sell guns. We allow people to buy guns. And what I mean by that is the way we do things here, we have train my employees, is we don't try to sell people things. We try Because buying a gun is a pretty personal thing in regards to its fitment. It has to fit your hand properly like a pair of shoes. A lot of people confuse and think, oh, it has to feel good in my hand. The feel doesn't matter. It has to fit. If it fits properly, it'll typically feel good. So really, we kind of help people figure out what gun's going to generally work best for them. Now, we're experienced enough that we can pretty much tell what zone they're going to fall into. Um, you know, if I was going to give some quick tips, the first thing would be for most people, everybody's a little different, but the 99 percentile, a revolver is probably not the right answer for you. If you are specifically a female or a, a smaller stature person, which are the people who tend to get uh, recommended to get small J-frame revolvers by their boyfriend ex-husband who's a cop or was in the military or something that is literally the worst conceivable thing you could do and we go through information like that in our concealed handgun permit course and we explain to you why that is that it's not just oh well that's what brandon thinks it's there's 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 objective criteria that we're looking at to pick if i'm going if you're going out on the town you're probably not looking at tennis shoes a woman's looking at heels well she's probably not going to go ask her uncle hey what shoes should i wear out tonight she knows what fits she knows what's appropriate it's, it's, it's better to get that individual schooled up to the point that they can make an educated purchase than them just going by what someone else said because they will generally go to a friend or relative mm-hmm. that cop, and cops do not by nature know anything extra about guns. And they're just going to recommend what they use, which is generally not the right answer for that person. Well, let's talk about that then. Okay, um, revolvers, for one thing, are less likely to jam or misfire. Although I, I have to say I had a charter arms that I had to get rid of because the cylinder missed and it wasn't it wasn't worth fixing. But well, that's uh, a uh, misconception. They they actually do. The problem is that first off, you're starting off with something that has five, maybe six shots in it. So the opportunities I look at the bullets as opportunities to solve a problem. I don't know how many problems I'm gonna have or how many opportunities it's gonna take. So once that gun goes down for a revolver there's basically no way to fix it there's no there's no on the spot fix when a most semi-autos go down you're looking at at most probably changing out a magazine when a revolver goes down it's done it's dead in the water it requires tools you're fighting you're using it as a hammer at that point um but don't that, they i mean don't 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 automatic semi-automatics don't they jam more than revolvers uh misfire no that's what i'm saying they don't when when, when, when you're talking of equal quality they don't it, it's a it's a it's an old carryover wise tale from, you know, when semi-automatics first kind of came on the scene because they were a little more delicate tools. Now that manufacturing process has been worked out. They're, you know, you stand in the major brands, they're basically Timex watches or, you know, Toyota Corollas, like they're going to go forever mm-hmm. with minimal maintenance. A revolver is more like a Rolex. Just it's a more intricate, it doesn't look like it from the outside. But the way it actually works, engineering-wise, it's a much more delicate machine. You can get out of timing. You can bend a crane. All those are things that kill the whole gun. There's no, like, hey, give it to a guy at the gun store and he fixes it. Yeah. Like, that go to an actual gunsmith and get worked on. All right. Let's go. Then let's go. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 30-year-old woman. 
uh, I, well, there was an article about a woman in New Orleans who had, there was another killing on her street. And she goes, now I feel the need to go get a gun. So she comes to you. Let's say she's in her early 30s. She lives alone. She's not, she's not petite. You know, she's an average sized lady. What do you tell her? We want her to have a, uh, what we generally recommend again for that 99 percentile, barring some specific set of circumstances to steer in another direction. We want a, a polymer frame gun chambered in nine millimeter that is of a striker fire design like a Glock. And that is of a size and weight that fits her hand and is applicable for the environment she's in. Meaning if she's just, you know, if she's at home all day and that's where it's at, where she doesn't have to worry about interacting with the environment, that opens up a certain door options. If she works in an office space and is always, you know, the problem is with women, they tend to wear much tighter fitting clothing at the waistline. So it becomes a little more difficult for women to uh, conceal a gun properly on their body. You have to get a little creative. So sometimes that forces them because of the environment they work in to go to a, a, a slightly smaller frame gun. That's the other big misnomer is people see little person and think little gun and physics actually works the opposite direction. So when you give the smaller person the smaller gun, that smaller gun is much more difficult to shoot accurately and to control because it has less mass. So we kind of find that that just right size, you know, just mm -hmm. right core for that person. But you're probably looking at a Smith and Wesson shield, a Glock 43, 48, a Glock 19, um, a Sig 365, a 365 XL. And what um, should wait? Wait, let me. I, I, I'm running out of time already, and I, I still want to get to the training part. What can somebody? What should somebody conceivably expect to pay to get a weapon, you know, a good weapon, not the most expensive one, but one that they're going to buy and it's going to last them for fifty years? Yeah. Well, nowadays you have to be deliberately destructive to most of these firearms to really break them. Um, but but we're looking at probably in a neighborhood of say three hundred fifty to eight hundred dollars for a good defensive handgun. New current market weirdness aside. If you know what you're looking at, you could find some deals on some used guns because they hold their value very well. Um, but, yeah, probably in that $500 range is, is where you should be looking with a major brand, Smith, Glock, all that. So I would go to you before I'd go to a – I'd go out a pawn shop and get my second weapon. But go well, to I you. would come here to a, a, a kind of an actual store where you have knowledgeable people that can answer your questions honestly. And if they don't know, say, I don't know, rather than repeat something that Grandpa told them. Um, and help you understand that we rent guns here, and that's what we generally recommend people do: is if they're gonna, they want to get the permit and all of that, but they don't have a gun yet, don't go buy one because you don't know what to buy yet. Come here, shoot it, learn what you're gonna learn in the class. Now you know where to start looking at to try, try them, try on the shoes, see what fits, and then you can make an educated purchase. All right, let's talk about training now. How important is it? I mean. You know, like I said, a lot of people go buy a thirty-eight and they'll load it up and they'll put it in their bedside table. It's going to work, chances are. But I mean, you know, it's 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 like muscle memory, man. It's like it's like throwing a football. You know, once you learn how to do it, you're not really going to forget. But that doesn't mean you're going to be very good at it. Right. Well, first you have to learn how to do it the first time, and yeah. you know, going duck hunting with your daddy when you were, you know eleven years old, thirty-five years ago, isn't the same. So, first of all, training is critically important for two reasons. Number one just general safety there's no getting around the fact that like knives like cars like electricity like swimming pools there are inherent dangers that come with the tool of a firearm so we need to know that so we can protect protect ourselves against that when we don't know it is when we're uncomfortable and we're not confident and that's when we tend to get in trouble then the other side of that coin is we need training so that we can be effective look at the end of the day the truth is most of the people when when you really dig into the statistics most of the people that use a firearm to defend their life have zero training. 
that doesn't mean it's a good idea. It's kind of like when someone says, well, I've been living here 40 years and I never locked my door. That's great. That doesn't make not locking your door a good idea. So you are buying a gun, getting a permit, getting training, spending that money and time and all that stuff to stack the odds in your favor of winning. Remember, the bad guy just has to be lucky. You have to actually be good because being a good guy means you have additional responsibilities that the bad guy doesn't pick up. You can't just go blasting all over the place and hit 17 innocent people. He doesn't care. So that training element is very important. And the truth is we, we see a high amount of, um, of desire. Like even people who aren't required to, or you know, like people, most people are smart to know, Hey man, this is a serious thing. I, I need, I need to at least, you know, knock the dust off or you know, there's people who've had guns in their house for 40 years, but recent events have made them say, you know what? I might actually have to use this thing. Yeah. So they come, they seek out training. All right. Let me, let me say this too. That was one thing Joe Lapinto said. And he talked about the shooting at the, uh, the gun range on airline drive here in Metairie he goes, you know, there were several people there who had training and not only training in that they had concealed carry, they knew how to use their weapons and, and ended that unfortunate incident as quickly as possible. But they also had the training because they know what to say. They know how to, when the deputies come and ask them what the hell happened, they know, they know what to say. They know, uh, they know, you know, how to lay out exactly what they did and what they did, you know, to, to, to make sure this situation ended. So it's not just a matter of defending yourself, but hey, guess what? You're going to have to talk to cops and lawyers and DAs afterwards. Yeah, know? the shooting part, believe it or not, is, is the easier part of the equation. You literally, it's, you're talking probably anywhere statistically from one to 12 seconds. It's everything that comes after that that's difficult. You know, imagine going through that and surviving that and then losing your house because, you know, you got fired from your job and, you know, you end up having a George Zimmerman level type thing. I mean, that that that's not winning, you know. Yeah, not even close. Okay, and, and I don't even armchair quarterback, you know, what you should have done. I mean, everybody armchair quarterbacks everything. And if you go, well, if you'd have backed up and these everything is like a train wreck, basically. You know, if, if if certain things hadn't happened 10 minutes before, then this wouldn't have happened. So it makes you wonder how many different things happen every day. Uh, Brandon, I'm out of time, but let, uh, tell everybody how they can find you. And, uh, you know, if, if they're interested in getting a concealed carry permit, then uh, what they got to do. Sure. We're all over social media. You can just look up St. Bernard Indoor Shooting Center or NOLATAC, N-O-L-A-T-A-C. Google any of that, and you'll come up with our stuff. If you look in the events section in our Facebook pages, you'll see the CHP classes listed. Uh, we are one of the, if not the, one of the top two or three um, you know, producers of permits in the state. We, we do quite a bit of training here. Um, we actually train other instructors here, one of the, um, one of the few people that does that. So it, it's a very vetted program. It's very legally intensive. It is not a how-to-shoot class. It is a how not to shoot class. It's all the other stuff about that type of event to avoid it. We also do private training. So for that person who's, I've never shot before, I haven't shot in 20 years type of thing, what we recommend is get signed up for a class. And it doesn't really matter either before or after. Do one or two or three um, hour sessions with, with our instructors. And that's where we see the most people get the most improvement for the least amount of money. Um, you're, they're able to work with you at your pace with your equipment. You want to be confident with it once you're confident with it um you can start to become uh competent with it yeah. and that'll that's how you end up being safe that's a good way to look at it once you're confident with it you can be confident with it brandon i appreciate you taking the time man brandon 
Brandon LaBeouf from the St. Bernard Indoor Shooting Range and Nola Tack. Thanks for taking the time, man. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, man. Yeah, wrapping up the podcast right after this. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. Bud here. Do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hair dryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 9473392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. Okay, Brandon LaBeouf, uh, St. Bernard Indoor Shooting Range and Nola Tack. So if you decided you want to get a weapon, uh, do what he says. Go over there and figure out what kind of shoe fits, learn how to work and walk in that shoe, and then spend the money, okay? More Spudcast coming up tomorrow, but in the meantime, you can follow me here on uh, Red Circle and on Spotify and on Google Podcasts and Amazon Music and Public Radio and Stitcher. And I'm on Twitter at Spud Got That. And I'm also on my Facebook page at Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big Teasy. If you would like to be a sponsor of the Spudcast, and always you need more sponsors, or if you'd like to have an email directly to you because I'm compiling a big list and it's getting bigger, but I can still fit you in there. Just contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast.com at gmail.com. In the meantime, see you tomorrow, but till then, watch out for the crazies. I'm a gone pecan.